A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Kylie Camps, and welcome to the podcast. This space is dedicated entirely to making a difference in the lives of women. I believe we all have a right and a responsibility to truly live our best lives. It all begins with curiosity, changing our thinking and cultivating more self-love. Through thoughtful conversations and shared experiences, I really hope that you can take something away from this podcast. I'm a business owner, a speaker, a sleep consultant, and mum of twin boys. I've also recently completed some training in the cognitive behavioral therapy space, and I'm super, super passionate about the ability that we all have to really improve our days. And ultimately, when we take ownership of improving our days, we're really improving our whole life. So let's get stuck into today's episode. Today's episode is a solo podcast where I will be speaking with you about punishment and consequences. I really, really encourage parents to give a bit of thought to this concept because sometimes the word punishment is used interchangeably with the word consequence, but there are differences between the two. And I think as parents, particularly parents who want to be really dialed in and conscious and aware, and I mean, we're all just doing the best that we can. Some days we'll nail it and other days we'll totally balls up it. And that is life and our kids learn from that as well. But I think if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably likely to be more towards the side of wanting to parent from a place of being really conscious and engaged and compassionate and empathetic towards your kids. And so I would encourage you to think about the differences between punishment and consequences. I'm going to talk about a couple of different types of consequences, but first I thought I would just touch on the term punishment. The definition of punishment is to cause suffering, pain, or to get even. Now, some parents may use the term punishment and simply really mean consequence, like a consequence for the little one's action. So while the term itself isn't as important, the response, behavior, and direction that a parent takes is important. Typically, punishment involves a parent responding to a behavior that they deem as wrong, and that could be subjectively or objectively wrong. However, the responses used typically follow a more physical or even aggressive means for gaining control over their child and their child's behavior or as a means of retaliation. An example of this is you imagine a little one who is acting out and perhaps they're hitting and kicking. A parent then goes over to the child and yells at them for hitting and kicking or smacks them. That is an example of a punishment, gaining control over the behavior. 
And the intention can be really positive. The intention can be to keep your kids safe. It can be to teach them something, to help them conform to societal norms as well. But the idea is that punishment doesn't actually teach a little one why what they are doing is wrong. It doesn't provide them with the chance to correct and also doesn't provide them with that long-term consequence, that context for why what they're doing is inappropriate in that behavior. The initial smack or yelling may startle a child and they may stop the behaviors, but the only deterrence that is being formed is pain and fear. As this cycle then continues and your little one gets older, this pain and fear will no longer be as much of a deterrence and as such the behaviors may even continue or increase. So what I'm saying is if we're teaching our little ones to be afraid of getting a smack or being yelled at versus teaching them what the actual reason is for that behavior not being appropriate, we're really missing. We're missing an opportunity to teach them either a natural or an imposed consequence. When a child does something wrong and there is punishment, the child doesn't make the same connection as they would if they actually learn about what the real consequence is. Instead, as I mentioned, a little one might, may then respond out of fear rather than a desire to do the right thing. So it's just understanding that you could motivate your child to behave in air quotes, because they're afraid of being yelled at or being smacked, or they can be motivated to behave, again in air quotes, because they understand what the actual natural or imposed consequence could be. It's really common to see that the child may then seem compliant, but only in the presence of the parent or in punisher. The punishment does, doesn't help to develop a little one's self-regulation or self-control, but instead leads to the idea that physical retaliation is okay when I feel someone has done something wrong. Recent studies have suggested that the use of punishment in this way, such as smacking and yelling, can lead to a decrease in self-esteem, a decrease in self-regulation, an increase in aggression and anxiety. It can worsen the quality of sleep and it can really impact their attention. Consequences, on the other hand, aim to teach a child that there are actions and responses to everything that they do, whether it's positive or negative. The goal for giving a consequence is to encourage and teach little ones about positive choices. It's about empowering them really. By providing consequences, you're encouraging your child to become self-aware, to think ahead, and importantly, to take responsibility for his or her actions. Which, my gosh, can you imagine if we can teach our kids to do this from a young age, the world will be such a much brighter place as they get older and they're owning their stuff. It provides our little ones with the ability to understand actions and responses and how these are dictated by their behavior and not by other forces like the yelling or smacking. Consequences can be both positive or negative, and as a parent, it's important that we try and find a balance between the two. Whilst we do want to address poor behavior, we also want to praise and encourage good behavior. 
When a little one begins to notice that they receive more benefit from acting positively, this will create positive reinforcement and help to reduce the urge to engage in negative behaviors for attention purposes. I mean, you think about it even as adults in our relationship, often things blow up with our partner because of something negative. You know, you might not be getting a lot of positive feedback, but when something goes wrong, you certainly hear about it and it doesn't feel good. Whereas if you're balanced and you have positive reinforcement and assurance coming in and you're getting that positive feedback, it's going to feel, I guess, so much safer when you do have a negative exchange because you're not just assuming that there are positives as well, you actually know that there are. Now, when it comes to positive consequences, they can be a reflection of your little one doing something well, something good or something appropriate. These are a great way to encourage positive reinforcement and to help let your little one know that these are the types of behaviors that we hope to see in, hope to see continue. These positive consequences don't always need to be something physical, like you don't need to get them a gift um, or a treat every time they do something great, but verbal encouragement and praise can be incredibly beneficial. And actually just eye contact and a positive nod or a quick pat on the head, some sort of recognition can speak volumes. You know, you reach over and you squeeze their knee and you nod and you smile, or you just gently place your hand on their shoulder. Those sorts of very, very small, um, minute gestures can make a huge difference. Now, during the toddler years, it's easy to focus and redirect your attention to poor behavior. However, by providing lots of attention to more positive behavior, as I said, little ones are able to gain a better understanding of right from wrong, and they're usually more inclined to do the right thing as a way of getting attention as opposed to doing the wrong thing or, you know, engaging in poor behavior. We all know, like if kids bite, sometimes they're biting because they have worked out, oh, if I bite Sally, I get attention, you know, and it's surely not the type of attention they want, but at least it is attention. And so sometimes it's just understanding, huh, kids do need a lot from us, which we do know that, but really making sure we're providing them with positive interactions so that they're not so likely to seek out ways to meet those needs through more negative interactions. Responding in this way differs from bribery as instead of you saying, if you do X, you will get Y, you're saying, hey, I saw you do that and I'm really proud of you. And that's a big distinction as well. Now, in saying that, there are, of course, times when you can give your little one a special treat or a reward if that sits well with you. And that's completely um, up to you and your family. While it is important to focus on the good, little ones are learning and they're going to have times when they're really frustrated and they make mistakes and they act out or they engage in poor behavior because they're learning. Now, in relation to negative consequences, there are two different types that I want to speak about today, and those are natural consequences and imposed consequences. This is one of my favorite areas of parenting to really be cognizant of because there's so much power in the 
those natural consequences in letting our kids learn a lesson. And it's also really freaking hard at times to let them learn. And you just have to remind yourself sometimes, oh, okay, this is a natural consequence. They need to learn this lesson. They need to learn it. As much as it goes against my instinct to swoop in and fix it, they've got to learn it. So a natural consequence, I explain this by saying, It operates in the real world and it's a direct and logical consequence for not doing something. Examples of this could include being cold due to not wearing a jacket, being thirsty due to not bringing your water bottle, falling over in the bath because they keep standing up, which is a big natural consequence. And I've spoken about this a lot just personally with friends and I might touch on it again in a minute. But other examples are tripping over a toy. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Because it wasn't put away, or a toy breaking because it wasn't cared for, or losing a toy that you encouraged your child not to take to school or daycare or being hungry because they did not eat the dinner they were offered. Natural consequences are a great way to help your little one understand actions and responses and take responsibility for the way that they engage or disengage. We, of course, want to always keep our children safe. I want to be really clear. I'm not encouraging you to let your child fall off a cliff because that's a natural consequence. Of course, there are times when we have to prioritize safety over them learning a lesson. So I just want to be really, really clear there. We don't want to put our kids in a dangerous environment. But when it's safe, sometimes stepping away from the argument and the battle and allowing the natural consequence to follow really can be a gift, can be super beneficial. These are also helpful as the child knows these consequences have not come directly from you, but instead as a direct result from their behavior. It's easy for parents to try and avoid natural consequences at all costs because we don't want to see our child upset or hurt. However, if we avoid all natural consequences, we're really doing our kids a disservice. We are limiting their ability to think ahead, to make mistakes, to learn and to take responsibility and also to contribute. It's also an amazing opportunity for resilience and just understanding their part in it all. Children will always need our help and as parents at different stages, it is our duty to provide guidance and to support them. But responsibility and self-regulation and resilience are really important tools for our little ones to develop as well. When you're allowing a natural consequence to occur, it's important as a parent to talk through and debrief with the child or the toddler about what is happening and why. This is not a time for a parent to say, well, I told you so, and to belittle or shame a toddler or a child. But I would encourage you instead to use natural consequences as a dialogue opener and have a conversation. You know, as I said, there are examples such as standing up in the bath. 
So I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this when you've got your son or daughter in the bath and they keep standing up and they're still wobbly on their feet and you're like, oh, sit down, Johnny, sit down, Johnny, sit down, Johnny. And you say it 48,000 times and you sit them down and you tell them you're going to slip and you're going to hit your head. You might get to a point where allowing that natural consequence, and of course, I'm not saying <laughs> like throw your kid into the bath or let them have a dangerous accident, but what I'm saying is they might learn more if they actually have that little slip versus you over-managing them. So that's an example of a natural consequence. You've communicated to them several times that what they're doing could result in a slip. So then allowing that slip to happen, as long as it doesn't feel too dangerous, can be a good lesson for them. Now, please, no one come for me. I'm not saying I want your child to have a fall in the bath. That's not what I'm saying. It's just understanding sometimes they have to be able to connect the dots and it all depends on the child of course and the environment you know but another example of this is say you've told your son or daughter to take you know a jumper because you're going for an evening picnic or you've asked them to put their jacket on and they won't and they won't and they won't and then they get there and they're cold noticing that they're cold and having a conversation about it and saying you're feeling this way because you chose not to put your jumper on or because you refused to bring your jumper in the car. Just those sorts of little things can really help to encourage them to take responsibility when it's age appropriate. Now, imposed consequences. These will change as well with age as well. That's a lot of as well. (laughs) But imposed consequences are selected or chosen by parents or caregivers. And these are best implemented when the consequence for your child's actions are a direct issue for you, place your child or another child in danger, or means that they could get hurt or injured. Where possible, all imposed consequences should reflect the behavior, be enforceable and address the issue. And by enforceable, what I mean is be able to happen in that moment. With older children, you may like to involve them in creating a consequence. For younger children, you and your partner or your parenting support, other carers, may need to determine what you feel is appropriate for that specific child. Some kids are far more sensitive to, um, you know, having a couple of minutes to think about things on their own, whereas other kids respond a little bit more favorably to that. An example of an imposed consequence could be if your child hits another child, there may be actually both natural and imposed consequences. A natural consequence may be that the other child no longer wants to play with your child and disengages. An imposed consequence may be that you leave the play date or you take your child and you sit with your child away from that situation for a couple of minutes, just removing them for a short time but staying with them. Another example of an imposed consequence could be say that your toddler is throwing rocks near a glass window. You've asked them several times to keep the rocks down low. Johnny, we keep the rocks on the ground. There's a window there. It's dangerous. Depending on the age will depend on how you communicate with your son or daughter. But an imposed consequence could be that you've given three directives, three opportunities to communicate, including hey, this is why we're doing it. You've also let them know if that behavior continues, we're going inside. It's so important to actually follow through 
on the imposed consequence. So this is where it's different from a punishment because you're not going over there and smacking the hand and saying no and gaining control over that behavior, but you're gaining control in a way that is an imposed consequence. So it's like, okay, if you're not safe out here, if you can't play safely here with the rocks and keep them down low, we're going inside. So that's an imposed consequence, but you have to follow through. There's no point in giving the three opportunities to comply and adhere to the safe behavior and then not following through because then they're not learning that imposed consequence. I hope that this has made sense the way that I've explained natural versus imposed consequences. I also wanted to just provide a couple more um, that might be more, I, I guess I just want to offer some specific age consequences. So for younger toddlers, perhaps one to um, two and a half, three, imposed consequences could be, as I said, removing the child from that environment, removing an object from a child or picking the child up as opposed to letting them walk. So, you know, if they're in the supermarket and it's behavior that you've explained is not appropriate, there might be times when you have to pick them up and actually stop them from engaging in that behavior. And that's an imposed consequence. Natural consequences for that age group um, could be that if they're throwing their food on the ground, it's not returned and they don't get to eat it. Standing up in the bath, they might have a slip. They climb on furniture, they might have a slip. If they throw an item out of the cot continually, it isn't replaced. Now, there are times when they'll do that as a game and that's a totally different thing, but just understanding the natural consequence of if they're going to throw their, their toy out and it's not a game, then the consequence is that that toy stays on the floor and it might only be, you know, five minutes and then you return it. Just see what feels right for your little one and what you're comfortable with. For older toddlers... Um, you might find things like imposed consequences such as if they're fighting over a toy, that toy gets taken away. If they're being silly with a drink and it spills, the child cleans it up. If a toy isn't packed up, that toy's removed for a period of time. If they're not eating dinner, then perhaps they don't get a dessert if that's something you do in your family. If they're acting out at a party, then they might get removed from that party for a little while. If they're acting out when it comes to screen time, they then might have half a day without screen time or a set amount of period, set amount of time. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm getting tongue tied. If they don't get dressed, they can't go to the park. Natural consequences, um, you know, if they're being silly with their drink and they spill a drink, perhaps they don't get more of a drink offered. You know, if you've given them a juice or a smoothie again, if you do that in your family and then they spill it because they're being silly and natural consequences, well, it's all gone. You don't get a top up. Um, Or if a toy isn't put away and it breaks, that's another one. Not eating what is offered for a snack, they might be a little bit hungrier before bedtime. Again, I hope this makes sense. I know there's a lot of information in this, but I wanted to address punishment consequences, natural and imposed, and also touching on positive consequences, which I did a little bit, but I just can't highlight enough how important it is, I think, that when our kids, you know, are really showing us behaviors that really exemplify the type of values we want to encourage, that we do take a moment to acknowledge it. And it doesn't have to be a big fanfare, like I said. 
eye contact, a squeeze on the shoulder, the little things all add up and make a big difference in helping our kids to feel connected and to feel safe. It can be hard as parents to impose consequences or to allow a natural consequence to happen, but ultimately it is our job to prepare these little people for life. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Jump over to the Kind Parenting Company website and check out the Toddler Life program. If you liked this episode, the Toddler Life program has over 10 hours of audio, that's a lot of my voice, (laughs) um, on topics that are all directly related to toddlerhood, from meltdowns, biting, tantrums, introducing a new sibling, sibling, sharing, communication, frustration, play, bedtime. It has so much info on sleep in there. Toddler life is jam-packed with information. So head on over to thekindparentingcompany.com and check out our toddler life program. I'm really, really proud of that program. And I think it can make a massive difference in the life of parents in understanding and just providing some assurance that you are not in this on your own. We are all going through it. Anyone that has kids goes through toddlerhood and it is a tough old hood. But anyway, if you enjoyed this episode, please do share it on social media. Tag me at Kylie Camp so I can repost to my stories and my feed as well. Hope you have an amazing day and I'll talk with you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.